In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Doogienet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, welcome to Paying It Forward. It's Josephine here. Today's show is going to be a good one. We'll be discussing business leadership, sales management, and selling in the new economy. Before I introduce today's guest, Mike Moore, who is the principal of Making Customers, Inc., gotta love the name of his company, Um, I'd like to share with you not one but two business tips. So as entrepreneurs, we are wearing many, many hats, and sometimes, and I'll speak for myself, some days are just more productive than others. But no matter what occurs during the day, the two top things we should be working on every day is, number one, we should be spending a lot, if not all of our energy, on creating immediate income or delivering on existing income opportunities. Okay, so I often think of the reality show Shark Tank. You will be eaten alive on Shark Tank without sales. So in a nutshell, your day really, really, all of your activities during the day have to be based on, you know, sales, taking one step forward toward closing a deal or getting a new customer. Okay, my second tip is we should all be creating a unique position for our product or service in order to create demand in the marketplace. Quite frankly, I think my two business tips today both go hand in hand, but lots of times we tend to focus more time on marketing and not on sales or more time on sales and not on marketing. So my advice to you, only because I say this to myself every single day, if I'm spending too much time on marketing, I try to refocus myself and say, okay, it's time for sales and vice versa. So that's my business tip of the week. So with that, I am very, very excited to introduce my guest today. We're going to have a truly, truly amazing show. Mike Moore is our guest, and um, I'm happy to announce I did meet Mike on Twitter, and all of my listeners out there, you all know how I feel about social media. We've been focusing a lot on it lately, but it truly is really, really important. So just a little background on Mike. Mike's education started at home with his parents who were educators and also an athletic coach. 
I wonder which um, parent was the athletic coach, but we'll get back to that. They raised Mike to be um, to be a teacher and a coach, but Mike chose to take this education and training into business. Mike began in the retail fashion and industry, then quickly moved to the floor covering industry, home furnishings, interior design, and new home sales. He began speaking and training about business leadership, sales, the customer engagement, and loyalty full-time in 1992. He was a pioneer in the use of the internet and technology in the consumer experience when he began researching and speaking about its effects as early as 1993. Today, he is a leading social network influencer and has been called a thought leader, futurist, and breath of fresh air. But Mike is best known as a dynamic speaker and performance coach. His specialty is intentions training that transforms business leadership and the sales engagement to heal the dysfunctional buyer and seller relationship that exists today to help businesses create a successful new economy. Okay, so with that, I'd like to welcome Mike to our show today. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Thank you for the invitation. Thanks for being a part of Paying It Forward. I loved your bio, Mike. I think um, it sounds really quite interesting to have an educator. My dad was a teacher, so I kind of get that part of it. And then um, one was an athletic coach. And when I was reading your bio, Mike, I said, well, we can't assume it's your dad. It could possibly be your mom. But who was the athletic coach, Mike? It was my dad, yeah, dude. He spent 40 years in high school coaching football and as an athletic director, while my mom spent the same time teaching fourth grade and then special education. Oh, great. So your mom was a fourth grade teacher. I have to tell you, I have a, my son is in fourth grade, Mike, and I have to tell you, the workload increases from third to fourth grade, so she probably had a very tough job as a fourth grade teacher. So, um, so I'm sorry, you cut out a little um, when you were telling us. So it was your dad who was the athletic coach, and what did he coach, Mike? Oh, he coached football in high school for 40 years and, and was also an athletic director, so coached other oh. things as well. Wow. So one of my recent um, guests was actually a big football player, and it's amazing how that kind of training really translates into preparing you for business. So I can't wait to hear more about that. So tell us more about your background, Mike. Well, as you mentioned, I started in retail, and but kind of as a segue with the, the athletics and, and uh, coaching and how that applied to business, um, it, one of the early, early memories was my father teaching me to pay attention to attitudes in the atmosphere. Um, I can still remember walking into a locker room with him as a little kid and him stopping me and asking me to just listen to the players, the team, and what the atmosphere was. And that applied, and we'll talk more about that this morning, I'm sure, but applies to leadership in business and a focus on people rather than just the numbers. So it became an issue of leadership was really the fact that you needed to manage the attitude, the atmosphere, you know, we've now call it culture and team chemistry and 
all those things, but it really was just the issue of managing people's attitudes. Wow. I think that is so, so important. You're so right. If somebody has a bad attitude, you know what, Mike? They're just not going to be a good worker. If somebody has a fresh new attitude, you know, and they enjoy what they're doing, the outcome is just so different. So I agree with you so much. That's really, really important. So, Mike, you started in the fashion industry. Then you went to, did you build the homes yourself or you just furnished them and did the floors in them? No, everything for me has been uh, moving from men's and women's fashions into interior design, from the floor covering industry, furnishings, interior design, and then into new home sales and sales training for new home sales and the engagement between buyers and sellers there. Oh, I see. So that's how you really ended up becoming a a leader and a speaker. Yes. Oh, wow. It was... It was the, the move watching, and again, it does apply back to the education I had from both my parents and in teaching and, and coaching both, but in watching in retail, there was such a void for sales training, um, you know, lots of merchandising. You mentioned it. It's easy to jump into to marketing. That's kind of the fun stuff. Sure. And you, you can be creative. It's, it's about, you know, me and my creativity. As soon as you cross the line into sales, now it's the, the person-to-person engagement, and that can be more difficult, and, and it obviously we start dealing with rejection and start dealing with the frustrations of, you know, buyers that work with us and the buyers that don't. And so it's easy to wake up and avoid, want to kind of avoid that unconsciously. Um, mm-hmm. Even though we know we need sales, we, kind of, we gravitate to the things that are more fun, um, especially for small business entrepreneurs. It's easy to run your business. It's easy to be passionate about your product or your marketing, but it's tougher to want to wake up and engage every day and drive sales, as you mentioned. Yeah, it's really tough. And, Mike, I'll speak for myself here with my Glovies product. Glovies is truly my fourth child. I'm not – well, Glovies is six years old now. It's no longer a toddler. But, um, Mike, it's really challenging, especially because – you know, there's part of me that says, oh, gosh, I really don't want to hear somebody say, you know, Glovies is not for them. I'd rather hear all of the positive news. And you know what? Not everybody is going to love you. And that was one piece of advice I had gotten when I was much younger. And you really have to learn to create that thick skin in order to be, you know, a successful salesperson. Yeah. And it's, it, part of that is this issue of changing intention. Um, to drive sales because what we've seen over the, especially over the last four or five decades is sales has become something that we're trying to teach as a process and we tried to teach it almost as athletics or a competition. And the reality was that the more pressure we put on salespeople or ourselves, the more we try to make it a process to go through to make sales, the more we make the intention our intention to make a sale, the more we actually drive people away. And, and now what we've got is this dysfunctional relationship between buyers and sellers or consumers and salespeople where consumers don't trust or believe or want to talk to salespeople. And most salespeople don't think that the consumer and the customer is honest with them. So we've got a very dysfunctional relationship that in many ways is driving the, the downturn that we've had in the economy from 
you know, that we see with all of the disenchantment with different businesses, different industries. It really the core is this issue that buyers and sellers are dysfunctional. Yeah, that makes so much sense, Mike. And, you know, I'm sure this is why we're going to lead into a whole entire discussion of how important social media is and how important it is to really become, I don't want to say friends with our customers, but kind of we definitely have to put ourselves in their shoes and see how we can really have them trust us. And once they trust us, I do think they would be, it's almost like they want to buy our product, but they probably want to do it almost as a friend. It's, you know, Mike, we'll, we'll, get, we'll talk more about social media when we come back. But today's guest is Mike Moore, and I'm thrilled to have him. So stay with us. We'll take a quick break, and we'll see you soon. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Booyah! That's the word uttered when you know you have the upper hand or you're the winner. Well, now we have the Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Bressy. Tuesdays at 9, 8 Central on Toginet.com. Martin's show is all about helping speakers and authors find their niche create their brand, and achieve massive success. Each week, Martin will interview guests from around the world who have achieved tremendous success as speakers and authors. You'll find out who they are, what they do, and how you can follow in their footsteps to achieve incredible results. Guests will come from around the world of business, entertainment, finance, the arts, and sciences. Nothing is off topic. No subject too taboo. We'll share valuable information as well as huge laughs as we discover the ups and downs of being a successful speaker and author. The Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Pressey. Tuesdays at 9, 8 Central on Toginet.com. Get ready for Officer Radio. Every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, only on Officer.com. It's powered by the worldwide resources of Officer.com and hosted by Editor-in-Chief of Officer.com and 30-year law enforcement veteran Frank Borelli. Officer.com is your source for the latest news, trends, and issues facing the law enforcement community, which change almost daily. New regulations, new things to know about that affect all in law enforcement. Join us each week as Officer Borelli and his guests examine, dissect, and discuss the issues facing our industry. Call in live and join the conversation to get your voice heard. For more law enforcement news and more about the show, go to officer.com. You can even find us on Facebook and Twitter. Then join us live every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern, only on officer.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine. So right before the break, I was talking to our guest, Mike Moore, about how important it is that our customers gain confidence in us so that they will then go out and purchase our product. And I had mentioned something like... 
that our customers become our friends, but that's not really the case. Can you expand on that a little, Mike? Yeah, it's obviously friendships in, in, in most of our lives through the course of a whole life. You'll have a handful of, of friends and, you know, a lot of acquaintances. But it, it's the issue, again, what we keep seeing is, do you treat your the people you're selling to, do you treat like sales or you, do you treat them like customers? And we should treat our customers like our best friends and family members that, that, that you know, we still love and are connected to. Um, so it really is that, you said confidence. It's the, the issue that, not just today, but going forward, people do business with people they like, know, and trust. And so where social media does play a huge part, it gives us the chance to, to let people know and trust us and build relationships quickly that can turn into business, but we, we can't go into that with the intention to sell. You have to go into that with the intention to actually build a relationship or at least build the confidence in each other, both sides, so that you can help and serve people. Yeah, that's so important. And social media just really still blows my mind, Mike, because we can have conversations with people. And even if I don't have conversations, but, you know, I have followers that put up really good material, and I always end up seeing myself downloading their great articles and reading them. I feel like I know some of these people personally, and the truth of the matter is I never talked to them before. But I I have faith in their information enough that I'm taking time out of my busy day to read it. So yeah. it really is amazing, the power of, of social media. Well, and, and, and how quickly. Most people think I have to invest a lot of time, and it's going to be – a slow turn and gee the pressure's on i've got to have sales today but even for you and i it's, it's only been a short time ago that we met on twitter and started our relationship so what i've seen in our business is that a lot of of new relationships and new business is generated very fast when the intention is to connect and communicate and to actually gain each other's confidence and trust and you set the intention to sell at back on the back burner and let it be a result of all these other things that are happening that you're spending your time doing. You mentioned earlier that, you know, not really wanting to hear people reject your, you know, gloves or tell you that they don't really like the product. And there will be some that will. While the reality, if you change your intentions to just connecting and communicating to, to helping and serving and doing what's best for people, you can be you don't have to deal with the rejection. Some people will like your product, some people won't. But every day you can wake up and help people and serve people and sales will be generated out of that intention. Yeah, I think you're so, so right. And how many times, you know, Mike, have we gone out there to support our family and our friends with anything they might be doing just because you really like them and you want to help them out a little. I think even that's going to start happening with social media. It is. And, it, you know, we're seeing, I'm seeing with a lot of my clients, the understanding even of combining, um, you know, we've got a client with Outreach for Humanity, another one with Dream Room Makeover, where they've started charities as well because they've gotten hooked on the idea that it really is about paying it forward. It really is about giving back 
and without expectation, but mm-hmm. invest, investing the time to build relationships while they're giving, that turns out to be business. And that's part of this shift, too, is, is to stop selling and start doing business with people changes the, the behavior, and these intentions changes change the behavior between consumers or buyers and sellers. Yeah, uh, agreed, Mike. I really do agree with you on that point. So, um, all right, we're going to switch gears a little here, I think. Um, And I'm going to start with um, a really good question. What do you see as the biggest stumbling block for business leaders today? Well, and it's, it's been building over the last few decades, but the pressure to generate sales and revenue and, and ultimately to generate profit, you know, first in the downturn, in the tougher times, everything's focused on the back end, the operational numbers and cutting back and managing the numbers. And then, you know, very little of the focus, you, you said it as an entrepreneur even, but very little of the focus is how do we actually improve the, the engagement with buyers to generate more revenue. So the biggest challenge we've got is we're in this transition to a new economy that's, that requires leaders to really get focused on customers and not on their business first. You, you can't manage numbers. They, they reveal where you're at. The, your accounting reveals things that you need to look at, things you need to do with people if, if you're looking at the numbers correctly. But for the most part, the challenge for leaders now is that they're focused on the numbers so hard that they've put people on the back burner. And in this transition and in the new economy, you'll see that, and and it's been that way for years, the companies that win, that really do well, are people-first companies. They, they, They think of their employees and they think of their customers before they think of profits, and then the profits rise and their customer service ratings rise and and they actually make customers again, which increases sales and grows your business. You, go out uh, and you know what, Mike? I think you're so right about that. And I was just reading recently um, a perfect example of everything you were saying about you know companies that focus on their people first. A company is the Container Store. Are you familiar with them, Mike? Yes, I am. Yeah, the Container Store, I'll tell you that um, CEO knows what he's doing. It's amazing the benefits that he provides to his employees that you could just tell. You walk into that store and people are saying, the minute you walk in, is there something I can do to help you? You know, it's just such a warm, wonderful feeling going into that store that, you know, it's not too pushy. But there are a lot of people, like I just remember going in and one of the employees came up and said, how, how are you doing today? They weren't saying, you know, would you like to buy this? It was like they were genuinely happy turning to me saying, how, how's your day going? And yeah. I don't know. I just have a really great feeling going into that store. And that after reading that article, I said, see, that's proof in the pudding that they really focus on their people. And yeah. what happens and it, is, yeah, the everything, you know, I tend to buy more when I'm in a good mood, Mike, and I end up leaving with a lot of stuff. And um, anyway, that's my take on it. Yeah, and it's interesting, right where you were at, that they just released a new study that consumers that are in a relaxed, um, good 
relaxing environment actually value products they're viewing much higher than if they're in a, a tense, you know, anxiety-filled, which is what selling has been about. If you feel it, people don't typically show up to a store or even a business meeting to be sold. They, they may show up to buy, and most things that we go shopping for, we've pretty much made our mind up of what we're looking for. We just need some help to actually allow us to make a better decision. So, yeah, it's this issue for leaders is can you actually become a people-first company? And, and to do that, you have to be a people-first leader. Um, with all the Google, all the benefits that Google employees get in the latest studies, the thing they valued the most was their immediate supervisor's willingness to take time with them and pay attention to them. Oh, wow. I, I just think of myself, Mike, when I was just getting out of college, I mean, I didn't have that much experience behind me. And you know what? These companies took a chance on me, and I did make mistakes along the way. But I have to tell you, I can just remember this one particular manager that had all the confidence in the world in me. He had more confidence in me than I had in myself. But I will tell you, I performed at the height of what I was, was capable of because of him. Because yep. he was always just so positive, so reinforcing to say, you know what, you did your best. That's okay. You know, let me show you what maybe you can do better for next time. It was never negative talk. And then I can remember during my career, I had this horrendous manager, horrendous. And it was probably one of the worst years of my life. And I just remember everything was a negative tone. And when I left the company, I realized, you know what, it really didn't have anything to do with me. It had to do with his leadership. He was a very poor leadership because there were so many unhappy employees under him. It wasn't just me. So I no. think you're so, so right, and it goes back to what you originally said, the attitude and the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You know, how many leaders, how many managers walk into their department, their, you know, business owners walking into their business, the grind every day of doing business wears us down, and we don't even walk into our own businesses or departments and stop and listen and pay attention. That's why I said I go back to being 9 and 10 years old and having my father tell me, listen, watch, hear what's going on, and that you can manage. Now, you mentioned something, too, about the attitudes and you know, at the container store and the attitudes of the employees. So you can manage those attitudes. If you wait to see reports and your accounting reports and your P&L, and you try to change their attitude and behavior, and most of the time we don't even go to attitude, most management and leadership looks at numbers, looks at reports, goes back and tries to change behavior, and attitudes are left completely out of the picture. And yet, your behavior for all of your employees, for yourself personally, your behavior is coming out of your attitude, and then the behavior is generating the result. So when you manage or try to lead from numbers, you're on the third step, and the attitudes that generated the behavior that created those numbers they're so far past and so far gone and entrenched that a lot of times it's too hard to change them. So if you want to get out in front and really lead, you have to focus on the attitudes and atmosphere that are generating the behavior that are going to create the results. Now, when you get your accounting reports and the information, 
that's when I said before, you should be looking at it thinking, what does this mean that our attitudes, how do our attitudes need to change so these numbers will change? Oh, wow. That's perfect. Okay, we're going to take a really quick break, and we're going to be back with Mike Moore from um, Making Customers, Inc. We'll be back shortly, everyone. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on Toginet.com. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central with your hosts Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriend It principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out GirlfriendIt.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine. On Toginet.com, live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live la bella vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. As we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. I have Mike Moore with us. So, Mike, I have another good question for you. What is the biggest opportunity for businesses in this current economy? Well, we've been talking about this dysfunctional relationship between buyers and sellers. And that the good news in all of this is that companies actually have more opportunity today than ever before if they're willing to change that engagement with the buyer and change their intentions from selling to actually helping, serving, and doing what's best. You mentioned in the segment before the, the friendliness and, and being greeted and and you believe they really cared about you and wanted to help you. And it's funny, over the last 30 or 40 years, the worst greeting in the world for salespeople became, how can I help you? But that's not because it's a bad greeting. It's because nobody meant it. They meant, you know, how can I sell you something? And so if, if a company is willing to shift back and really focus on doing what's best for their customers, 
and making their intention to help and serve, then that's, they'll connect. And that opportunity separates the company faster, just as your experience in the container store, you know, made the difference to you. Every company's got the chance to do that, but it is this people first issue. Yeah, I think it's so smart. And Mike, I mean, I always relate back to my Glovies product because that's what I'm living and breathing. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, if I have in my head, I have to sell Glovies, I have to sell Glovies, I feel the same way. I, I, You are so right on target. The minute I get that out of my head and not focus on the numbers and just focus on the reality that I invented this product because I wanted to find a solution to the problem. And the problem was my own kids as a mother, they were entering the public restrooms and their my son was three years old and he was touching everything. And I just, I was horrified. And I kept saying to myself, how much germs does this poor little toddler have on his hands right now? So I came up with that solution. And as long as I genuinely have that in my mind, and I try to remind myself, go back to why you, you invented this product. I really want to provide a safety product for other children because I really do have a genuine concern and I care for children. I, I, I'm a mother, you know what I'm saying, Mike? And I think you're right. I think that's when everything starts to change. But what's happened in our economy with the downturns, with the difficulty, is for most companies and most people, they've gone to survival mode. The mm-hmm. pressure is the pressure's on at a higher level to make sales. And the more you do that, the more people retract. And psychologically, they, you know, they'll tell you that people will retract the more you try to convince them. But the more you try to help them, they open up. So... Sales has to be taught, this opportunity for businesses, has to shift from being taught as a process to being taught as a journey that you get really get the buyer's permission to go through that journey with them and help them have a better journey with a final destination of owning their, you know, your product if it's best for the buyer. If it's not best yeah. for the buyer, you don't want to convince them to buy it. Sure. I think that's great. So I think we already answered this question, but how can business leaders ensure success in business today? Yeah, it it is. It's that shift to people first, take the intention from selling, and we we see it so often, new new subscribers, new sales. Take the focus off of that and focus on your customer base, and more than that, focus on the people you're engaging that you do want to do business with Make them a customer. Don't make them a sale. It goes back to it's more friendly, more confidence, more trust. And the reason social media does play a huge part is it gives us the opportunity and an audience to connect and communicate with people that way. So businesses have more opportunity than they've ever had, but this this focus on sales keeps damaging and, and really derailing most companies. Yeah, I I think you're so right you know, Mike, I, I just, we're so on the same page with this whole, you know, sales thing. But, you know, just to kind of bring in marketing a little, it's so important to to figure out who your target market is. Because a lot of times, Mike, if we've got that wrong, maybe we're, we're barking up the wrong tree, so to speak. Yeah, it, 
it fits with the intention to sell. When you're focused on making a sale, what's happened over this last, again, the decades of, of sales as a process, companies from a marketing and sales standpoint believe it's their job to sell everybody. And whether and no, most more good marketing people will say, oh, no, we need to target our audience as you're talking. But the truth is what seeped in was we've got to try to find a way to deliver a message that makes everybody want our product. And we, we all know that's foolish when you verbalize it, but our behavior has not, has not followed. Our behavior has been that we are trying to convince everybody. So you're right. If you find who your buyers are and who your customers can be, then you can just focus on helping and serving, and you'll, you will have higher revenue, increased sales, and you'll make customers that will grow your business. Yeah, and you know what also that's super important, especially with a disposable product, is repeat business. Mm-hmm. And once you gain that confidence and that friendship and, you know, the consumer actually really does understand that the product works, that it's a safety product, you know, repeat business is going to be there because that relationship has already been nurtured and established. And with, I, I go back and beat the drum for social media, but your customers now have a platform to spread your message even faster and become your best sales force. And so you're right. If you make customers, if it's focused on you know, again, doing what's best for them so that they'll continue to buy from you. Even in a long buying cycle, even in the home sales side, if you actively pursue and make customers instead of sales, you'll end up with more sales than you can possibly make by making the sale the most important thing that you're trying to do every day. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's so, not new. It, it's actually an old, old, old concept from, you know, the original entrepreneurs that started businesses. We just got so far away from it during the, the good years, the last few decades, that, and the, the different economic cycles, we got away from it and got focused on how do I make money this quarter, how do I make money this month, instead of how do I grow my business so that it'll continue to make money and provide for me so that I can give back. And now I've got a good, you're paying it forward. I've got that good cycle going that feeds itself. Yeah, I love that. I think that's great. So, Mike, what is the best tip that you have for salespeople today? Well, and we've been, we've been talking about it kind of all morning, but it really is that they have to stop selling and start focusing on the customer start making everything they do about the customer. Right now, most salespeople, even good ones, the average one tries to do sales to someone. The good ones try to do it with people uh, or for people, and you really have to do it with people. So the number one tip for salespeople is that they do have to change their intentions so that they're serving and helping and doing what's best for people. They're doing it with them, not for them. And ultimately, it's get the intention of making a sale out of your head and focus solely on the buyer and not yourself. Okay. So, Mike, can you give us maybe another example of how a salesperson can accomplish that? Yeah. The first is their morning intention or whatever time they're driving to appointments, to their showrooms, to their offices. Anytime they're going into a sale, 
ask themselves, what is their intention? Because for a good 16, 18 years, when I ask salespeople every day going to work, what's your intention? They will, they admit it's to make sales. And that chases the people away. So ask yourself every day, every appointment, even during a sales conversation, what's my intention? Is it to help and serve and do what's best? Or is it to try to make a sale? Because the instant I'm trying to make a sale, I really am infected with a sale, an anti-sales virus. I'm infected with something that will chase people away. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I as you're talking, Mike, I'm sitting here also thinking about the salespeople that have to actually bring products to buyers of big retail stores. And, you know, of course, they're there to sell the product. But the flip side of it is their intention could be that they want to help the buyer look like a star because the products they're bringing in are going to help increase their sales. Yeah. Business to business sales, it's actually even more appropriate because now we are talking about a customer that brings you many, many, many orders and sales. And so if you can remove that intention to sell, go where you said, what is it that that person wants? What's their why? I think that the difference is we're all as salespeople, most of us know our reason that people should buy from us but we never know why they want to buy from us. So, again, as you change your intentions, a salesperson can now focus on uncovering and finding out why would they buy from me. Instead of me convincing them why they should and chasing them away, let me just uncover and unwrap. And the buyers, professional buyers as well as consumers, they won't share and open up or open up and share with a salesperson whose intention is to sell. They, yeah, they funny enough, down. Mike. Yeah, that was going to be a question I was going to ask you. Yep. You know, can we ask them, why would you want to buy from us? You know, is yeah. that something we can ask them? Yeah, it's the reverse. Because most, most buyers are thinking, why should I buy from you? But the reality is we need to understand why they want to buy and what it is, what are their intentions? This intentions issue, again, is aligning our intentions. And it's not to convince them to align with us. We need to uncover their intentions and align with them. And then if it makes sense to do business, we'll come to agreement and do business. And in in this whole process, salespeople relax. There's less anxiety, more real conversation, which we've tried to teach as qualifying and discovery in the sales process doesn't work when it's an interrogation. It only works when the buyer knows your intentions are to put them first. Yeah, great points. Well, we're coming up on a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about five business tips from Mike Moore. We'll be back shortly, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. 
Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Juliana is a marriage, family, and child therapist who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath, those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you. Here on Connect with Juliana. Through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on the show and Juliana, check out her webpage, connectwithjulianainmedia.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune in to Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. In the healthcare industry today, most of us are left in the dark when our doctors talk to us about our health and wellness. It seems that they don't have enough time to be informative and give us the options we deserve. Are you frustrated with today's medical advice as I am? Join the Medical Insider with Danny Walker and Dr. Richard Powell as they discuss the insider look at various therapies, medications, supplements, and much, much more. We will bring you the cutting-edge information regarding your health care and how you can take control of your health care decisions by not being fooled but being informed. Danny Walker and Dr. Richard Powell will be joined by experts in various fields throughout the healthcare industry, and they'll uncover the information that you should know about when it comes time to making those crucial decisions. Don't be fooled. Be informed with the Medical Insider every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 Central. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here. So before we get um, to these really great business tips from our guests today, um, I would like to give Mike Moore the opportunity to share with all of us, you know, his information. So in case anybody out there needs Mike to be a speaker or wants to ask him a quick question, um, let's see how we can get in touch with him. Well, and you're right. I'm available for one-on-one advice, speaking engagements. Uh, we work, do work with clients on an ongoing basis to, from all levels, leadership, sales management, and sales and customer service training. Uh, the quickest and easiest way is all our social media and our website. The website with my business partner, Kirk Chittick, the website is makingcustomers.com. And so you can find us there and find links to us. Um, also, I'm on Facebook and Google Plus and Twitter, as we've mentioned. My Twitter name is Mike Moore underscore. So if you go in looking for me, you can also put in the hashtag more thoughts and it'll pull up. You'll find uh, comments from me and be able to connect. But I would encourage everybody, connect on social media, on any of the networks. I'm also on LinkedIn, on the business side. And, you know, let's start talking, and you can follow more tips and more information. We do have DVDs, CDs, and e-books coming out by the end of the year, 1st of January. Oh, wow. That sounds great. So, Mike, thanks for giving us that. But, you know, before we get on to our business tips, Mike, I have a quick question for you. Can you fill me in on clout? 
Like, what's happening with cloud? I really, I, I'm like self-taught when it comes to the social media. And then all of a yeah. sudden, I get an invitation to do cloud. I don't even know what I'm doing. And the next thing I know, I'm being scored. What's this all about? Well, it, it creates a lot of stir for a lot of the people who are early adapters to social media because clout ranks your social influence, which already immediately means they're, they're doing a good job tracking all of the conversations and the communication and connections and the topics that you're influential about, but there's always going to be gaps and holes. The thing I've found about clout is it's a great place to meet and connect with other social media influencers, people who are active because Clout will have picked up their, you know, their chatter, their communication. And it's easier for me to find people on Clout and then connect with them on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google Plus, Foursquare. Um, you know, it's easy then to connect and start really talking. But Clout does. It ranks your social influence and then ranks now by topic, um, which also allows you to drill in topically to find people that are in similar fields, similar industries, similar interests as you, doesn't have to be business, so that you can build your network of people that are interested in the things you're interested in. So I'm a big supporter as long as you understand that it isn't really about the score as much as it is about still connecting and communicating with people and helping and serving as your real influence. Okay, so that sounds good because I had a follower kind of, is it like, I don't even know what word to use. Is it like a nomination or it's an applause or whatever you want to call it that you can go into cloud and put down? I don't know, Mike. Explain that to me. Yeah, you can, you can, once you sign up now. You're in there, if you're in social networks, you're in there whether you've signed up for Clout, which is a free service, whether you sign up or not. But when you sign up especially, you're in inside Clout, you can hand out plus K on topics. So if someone influences you about a specific topic, you can actually send out tweet, Facebook share post, uh, on, and you can post that these people have been influential to you about whatever topic you choose that's on the topic list. So you'll see the plus Ks flying around that are people on clout. And as I mentioned, the downside is people get hung up on just the score and driving the score, and right. that, haunt, that haunts them. And even then, their intention isn't <laughs> to connect and communicate. It's to connect and communicate to get a score. So it's a little oh, like right. selling. <laughs> as long oh, as you're doing so it. funny. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so – just to let everybody know, cloud is K L O U T. And tell us um, what else did I want to ask? So, would it be a really bad move socially? Like, you would never ask somebody to give you a K plus ranking, would you, Mike? People do know. That's, again, that's that misintention of now you're selling for yourself. And, and let's go. Real quickly on this with cloud and all things, right. we all learned at a young age that any relationship that I build on selfish intentions right. isn't isn't going to work. So that's really where what we've been talking about all morning and the whole paying it forward mentality. If you're showing what you're trying to do, 
it really is focused on not having selfish intentions or at least having longer-term selfish intentions. I know it's best for me to help others, and that's the best way I can live, and it's the best way you can sell. And so for clouds, no, you shouldn't be out promoting, you know, add me on, do this. What you should be doing is connecting and communicating with people, and if you do that well, they'll, they'll, your scores will move up, and people do. People hand out K's all, plus K's all the time because they've appreciated something you shared with them about a topic. Yeah, I think it's so, so important. I think that's why um, I get positive feedback. And believe me, I'm not conceited, Mike, but I'm just saying I do really believe in the paying it forward concept. And especially with my radio show, it's all about paying knowledge forward. And I love to share that knowledge with others. And I think that's that's the rippling effect here. And um, I, I, I think it's really important. So if you don't know about clout, Maybe you should get out there and um, do a little research because it is another tool regarding yeah. social media. And a great, like I said, a great place to connect with people and find people in all of the noise. And it's, it's as for Twitter for me, Twitter of all my media's social media's and networks is the best one for me to promote my followers, my friends, my associates, acquaintances, all the people in my networks. It's more important for me to promote them and what they're doing and the influence that they have on me. And the others, other parts of it will take care of itself if you're helping others. Yeah, I think it's great. And I have to throw in there that I do use Hootsuite. And Mike, um, it really does stay, help me stay on top of who's doing at mentions and things like that. So that does yeah. help me quite a bit. Yeah, and I use TweetDeck and Social Looms there. The same thing. It just gives you more, uh, an easier way to, to stay on top of your networks. Okay. So with that, let's move on to our business tips. I don't want to run out of time. So, um, Mike, the first business tip you have is make employees and customers your top priority. From the top of your company down, not numbers that can't be managed, but people can Yes. So that's a good wrap-up of, of what we had talked about earlier. Just remember you can't manage numbers. They should be giving you information so that you can manage the attitudes of the people that are generating those numbers. Yeah, I think that's great. So I'll let you take tip number two, Mike. Okay. Then. <laughs> okay, well, let me just, um, I'll oh. read it. In all the chaos of today's business climate, there is more opportunity than ever before to differentiate your business by changing your business intentions. You can change the relationship with the consumer, make customers, increase sales, and grow your business immediately. I love that, Mike. I mean, I feel like our whole show was based on this, and it's so crucial and so important. It is. It's it's actually the crucial step is this intention shift because if we continue or any business continues with selfish intentions, you're going to see those businesses become irrelevant and fade away. And over the next 48 to 60 months, there's still a lot of change and, and weeding out. The new economy demands new intention if you want to be successful. Okay, perfect. 
Okay, that's great. So we'll move quickly to tip number three, manage the attitudes of people, not their behavior or results. Their behavior and results come from their attitudes that were available to manage long before the behavior or results became apparent. And that's more day-to-day management and not leadership, although this makes leaders out of managers if they can focus on engaging, again, with people, different intention now. Instead of me avoiding the employee or the person who's having a bad day, I take the responsibility to make sure that we get them on track because the bad day they're having is going to influence our customers or the lack of ability to make customers. Okay, great. So I'm going to read tip number four and five, and then, um, Mike, I'd love to hear what you, you know, your comments about it. So, and of course, these are all Mike's tips that he was so kind to spend time and send to me. So here we go. Tip number four, sales is a journey, not a process. Stop making it about the product, process, and price, and make it about the customer. And tip number five is sales management is a missing link in most companies. Who's hiring, training, coaching, and motivating your salespeople? Train them and let them do their job. Don't make them sales accounts. It's about people, not numbers. Okay, Mike. And and we've we've kind of beaten this to death about the numbers thing because obviously in the boardrooms, in your business, with with your bankers, with your accountants, it's about numbers. You've got to generate a profit. You've got to generate sales. That pressure, which I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to, to just allowing myself to gain the permission, the confidence, and trust from the person to help them get what they want. So we stop selling and start helping people buy. Sales management is we because of the pressure on numbers. Most companies turn their sales managers into sales accountants or administrators that are managing so much information that they're no longer affecting the coaching and motivation of their salespeople on a most daily basis. They're more more focused on the numbers. Even sales meetings shift gears and focus on the numbers rather than who we're talking to, and how we're connecting and engaging. Wow. Well, Mike, that is so important. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be a guest on Paying It Forward. We'll have the podcast available for everybody real soon. So please help us spread the word about Paying It Forward. And Mike Moore from Making Customers, Inc., thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. On Togginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons 